Welcome to another episode of One for the Table. My name is Kim Chi. Mm-hmm. The other person is Zhang Kong. I'm only speaking for him because um he has landed in LA today and he has decided to order Jollibee. Oh my god, it's so good. And he's stuffing his face as he's recording this podcast because he's a professional. I am. I am a professional. I haven't had Jollibee in easily like over 10 years. Then let's take our listeners through your Jollibee journey. Describe to our listeners what you're eating, what you're about to eat. Okay, so right now I've got a double two legs and a thigh little moment here. And I've got the gravy. Um, so, and basically they give you like a cup of gravy to dip your chicken in. It is so crunchy. Like, listen to this. Like, you might want to come closer to the mic when you do that. Is it not? Is it not reading? Like, now it is. Hmm. That's a skin, y'all. Hmm. And is it perfectly spicy? It is actually like quite spicy. I, I got the spicy one. But it's like enjoyable spicy, not like, oh, my yeah. tongue is burning. Yeah, no, it's like, it's just flavorful. It's very flavorful. It's probably like the same spice level as I would say like Gus's fried chicken, um, their regular one, because they don't do spicy or not spicy. But like, unlike Gus's, like this is crunchy. Like this is, like this was delivered and it's just so crispy, and the skin is so good. I like how your point of reference to everything fried chicken is Gus's chicken, which is like it's no like not even available in a lot of places. It is true. It is true. But it's like it's still like apart from Jollibee, like it it is to me like the second best mass of mass somewhat widely available chicken chain out there. But yeah, Jollibee just wins it hands down. It is so good. There's a reason why Jollibee um, was chosen as like the best fried chicken in America. Did it by who? Um, by some like magazine. They did like a fried chicken off. Hmm. I mean, I can see why it's so good. Okay, I'm gonna eat just like just. There's just like I ate all the skin now, but there's just the meat left. But it, with but the, the meat gravy, itself so. is pretty juicy too. Hmm. It is. Hmm. And then what's really good is um, if you get a side of rice, I like to eat the skin first and then pull all the meat off the chicken, put it on top of the rice, pour some of that gravy all over the rice and chicken. Mm. And then you have gravy chicken rice. Gravy on rice is seriously slept on. Like mm-hmm. rice, we would have like like these like cheap steaks at my house uh, before, but we'd eat them with mushroom sauce. And we'd have it with a side of rice instead of mashed potatoes. And it was always so satisfying. Like Also, to me, rice is just like more satisfying than mashed potato could ever. It's true. Because it's got that chew and got a bite to it. Mm-hmm. And it just absorbs the flavor of like everything so well. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're eating a peach pie? So I'm holding the mango peach pie. Let's give our listeners a little crunch moment. Oh, that's crispy. That is crisp. I guess we should have led this. Yes. Um, We could have led this uh, episode with the fact that this was going to be like an audio mukbang. Mm -hmm. Just us silently eating. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I actually also got to taste 
Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can't eat all of this, but I also got their um, baked spaghetti because Filipino baked spaghetti is really good too. Wait, before you hit the spaghetti. Oh, should I have this? Try um, spicy chicken sandwich. Okay, I want to hear yeah. what your thought is. I did also get the spicy chicken sandwich because chicken spicy chicken sandwiches are like my, one of my favorite things in the world. And right now in my mind, Popeye's has the best. So, but I have never had this one before. I told um, John, I think Jollibee's spicy chicken sandwich might be better than Popeye's. Um, opening it up, it seems like there is like a spicy mayo. There are a couple of fresh jalapenos in there, which already, that's amazing. Tomato and lettuce with plenty of spicy mayo on either side. I'm going to take a bite of this now. Mm. Mm. The chicken meat is very juicy, right? Mm-hmm. No. Mm. I need time to chew. Hold on. I will say the chicken meat in this one and these are generally like bigger than what you get in Popeyes. This is a much bigger sandwich than what you get with Popeyes. Um, mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it tastes better though. Really? I kind of miss like so Popeyes has like yes, I I I do think Popeyes is more greasy, but I think there's more flavor to it. And the, uh, I miss the pickles. Mm. I miss the pickles a lot. I have pickles in the refrigerator if you want some pickles. Oh yeah, no, that's no, that's fine. But I mean, like, just naturally in the sandwich itself, I miss the I, I miss the pickles. I think I I think I I wish the Popeye sandwich was as big and substantial as this one, mm-hmm. but still very good. To me, like the Popeye sandwich tastes so good, and mm-hmm. it feels good going down, but then afterwards. I feel like just oh, you need a nap full of oil. Yeah, you need a nap. While like um, the Jolly Bee fried chicken sandwich, even though it's more substantial, it doesn't mm-hmm. leave me feeling like I'm like swimming in oil. Mm-hmm. I will say that it doesn't taste like it. Ha- it it barely tastes like greasy at all. It's a very very mm-hmm. like I don't know if clean is the right word, but it's like I don't even know if lightly fried is the right word. Actually, can I have a bite? Let me lift the... Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll bring it over. over hold again. on, hold on, hold on. It has been a while. I'm I'm coming over. What do you think? I feel like this is almost like restaurant quality. I mean, I, I, I would be inclined to agree, but mm-hmm. I, just, I just miss, like, the sinfulness of the Popeyes. I think they butter their bread, too, at Popeyes. Mm-hmm. Do you have a fork? I do. I oh, wait. Hold on. I'll go get it. I'll go get it. Hold on. Well, you know exactly where it is, <laughs> huh? I said, you know exactly where it is. All right. So John is about to dig into the Filipino spaghetti now. And for those listeners who's never had Filipino spaghetti before, it is um, a sweeter spaghetti. Mm-hmm. It's made of banana ketchup, hot dogs, ground beef, and some sort of like a melty cheese. Yep. That's exactly, and it's baked, right? It's baked. Not always. Oh, some okay. Sometimes it's baked. Um, I used to eat this a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what it tastes like. Mm-hmm. So, like, in the best possible way of saying this, this kind of tastes like it came. The sauce tastes like it came out of a can. 
but like because it's like overly sweet in the way that it's like almost meant to be catered towards kids but it's still a tomato sauce mm-hmm. and the sausages like this tastes like after school yeah i used to um go to philippines quite a bit because my aunt and uncle lived there and um most of the fast food places in Philippines serve spaghetti. You can get like mm. spaghetti at McDonald's. I believe KFC like had it also. Mm-hmm. And so did Jollibee. Yeah, it's in- really interesting like how um that became a thing <laughs> of all the food in the world, you know? I will say the best when you have the spaghetti and it's baked. You know how like when you have lasagna, the edges are all crispy and stuff? Mm-hmm. They have that when, like, with the baked spaghetti, they'd have, like, the edges are all crispy and um, the sausages are crisp on the edges and stuff. So I kind of miss that part of the baked spaghetti thing. But otherwise, like, that was A+. plus. That was so I think, good. I think you've, wait, where you've had it, it's probably, like, a restaurant. But traditionally, I don't think it's baked at all. Really? Yeah. I feel like it's baked. It's not. Oh. We can We can Google it. It was either baked or maybe it was because, like... I think you probably had at a restaurant where they decided to bake it, but, like... Oh, maybe. It's not baked. I've also had spaghetti that was stir-fried in a wok before. That was really good. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of with the crispy edges. I'm looking it up. It is not baked. Oh, shit. In fact, that one time you kept trying to argue with me that um, the kimchi pancake was a kimchi fritter. I wasn't arguing with you. I was just saying it... (laughs) No, you're making a point to say to call those a fritter. <laughs> what was what did I say the difference was? <laughs> fritters are fried, right? Uh, fritters are like like fried and formed into like almost like a patty. Mm-hmm. And pancakes are grilled. Mm-hmm. And also, I guess Filipino spaghetti thing is where you're like everybody makes it differently, so there's like no wrong way to make it. Mm-hmm. So you know. There's a lot of like home cooks. Yeah. But also when you talk about um home cooking that hits like close to people's soul, uh people get very, very protective and sensitive. Oh, for sure. One hundred percent. Like I feel like our conversation might offend people whether we <laughs> whether well, that was our intention or not. I mean, when I talk about like this big spaghetti, I'm just talking about like my own lived experience. I'm not saying that this is the only way to do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. You told our loving listeners. <laughs> Unless it's baked, your spaghetti is garbage, mama. <laughs> if the cheese isn't crispy, you fucking fail as a home cook. I would like have something to say, but like I'm still stuffing my face full of this chicken. Mm. Mm. Oh, it's so good. Dunging the chicken in the gravy. Oh, my God. And the gravy. I don't know if I talked about the gravy. Like, imagine... Imagine the KFC gravy as like a starting off point mentally. It is slightly less thick. It's it's not as like, they probably didn't put as much starch in it. So it's a little more watery in, in texture or in viscosity. But that doesn't mean it's like watered down. It's actually more flavorful than the KFC. It, it's like they added more spices, more pepper, just more flavor to the gravy itself. It's... It's so good. You know which country, um, especially their KFC, does gravy really well? What? UK. Really? 
Yeah, What's they the difference? Take their gravy very seriously at the KFCs over there, and even like side dish, you know, you're like, oh, would you like fries, mashed potato, like coleslaw, or gravy? What? It's just gravy. Yeah, but like the gravy there, oh my god! Even like the gravy, like they put in like you know the English roast, mm-hmm. it's so thick and it is like yeah. so like meaty and flavorful. Well, yeah, the KFC gravy is um just as good. So, yeah, if you're ever in UK, not that, like, you'd be choosing to eat, like, KFC over, like, many things you could eat there. But if you ever come across KFC, try the gravy. You know what? I feel like the only place in the world that it's not worth it to, at least out of curiosity, try fast food is the United States. Yeah. (laughs) We have the most, like, the worst version of every fast food restaurant, because we have like no regulations to like for any kind of standards for anything. I mean, and we also don't really have personal standards either when it comes to fast food. But like these other places, these other countries, like they have requirements and people just simply wouldn't eat there if it wasn't good to begin with. So <coughs> here, for some reason, we no matter how bad it is, we'll still eat it. But even in like Hong Kong and stuff, they have they have like mooncakes and they have like Chinese food at their McDonald's. Oh my and God, it's not we bad. Get like the um, UTL, like the donut, like at the yeah. for breakfast with like hot soy milk. Um, KFC in Korea is also just like next level. The chicken, you know, Koreans take their fried chicken very seriously. And mm-hmm. the KFC is like really, really juicy. And also they have Tower Burger, which they don't have in the States. Which, like, if anyone from, like, higher up is listening to this at KFC, bring Tower Burger to USA. It would do so well. What's a Tower Burger? Okay, so Tower Burger is a spicy zinger patty. I don't even know what that is. Slice of American cheese. Hash brown patty. Whoa. And ketchup. All in a bun. In... Wait, say that again. Spicy zinger patty. Mm-hmm. American cheese. Mm-hmm. Hash brown patty. And ketchup. Wow. I don't even know. I can't even imagine what that's like. That's like having fries in your burger. Oh, there's also tomato in there too, I believe. Ooh. Yeah, it is like... I don't understand. Americans love hash brown patties. We only have it for breakfast, though. Mm. There's also fresh lettuce and like mayo on there, too. On mm. like a sesame bun. Are you looking at a picture of it? Yeah. Oh, it looks really good. Bring Tower Burger to USA. <laughs> I want to try the lamb burgers at the um, Indian McDonald's. Oh, I've tried um, Indian KFC and Indian Burger King. Oh, how is it? So my friends and I were initially excited um, to try like all these like burger options made with like paneer mm-hmm. and Ooh. um and like veggie patties that were like not like impossible meat. Yeah. But surprisingly, I don't know if it's because we were in India where like everything we ate was just like flavor bomb. Mm-hmm. But it felt really, really bland. Oh no. But that was compared to like that was compared to like your experiences with like the Indian food that was available there. It wasn't. It was never going to be as good. No, but I mean, 
I can also objectively like eat a burger and say if it's like a oh, good that's, burger or yeah, not. That's true. That, yeah, 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 yeah. And objectively, it was like bland. Like there wasn't like it wasn't like strong. It didn't have any flavor that was like strong at anything. It just kind of felt like I was eating like a solid block that didn't really taste like anything. Was this the paneer? Yeah. Mm. And I love paneer, so. Yeah, me too. I ordered too much gravy. I don't know why I ordered the extra gravy. One was enough. Mm. You can also just drink the gravy. I'm not, we're, we're not there yet. I'm not there yet. <laughs> uh, sounds like um, you've gotten a little weak, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Talk about your K-Barbecue experience today. Oh my god. So we went to this place called um, AB Steakhouse. Um, AB stands for um, the chef's name, Akira Black. And when I tell you, it was the fanciest K-Barbecue that I've ever had in my lifetime. <laughs> I mean, I've had like all sorts of K-Barbecue and, you know, like I've had like fine dining K-Barbecue. But here, everything, every single dish and every single side dish tasted so thoughtfully made. So, like, seafood pancake, for example, you know, normally it's, like, a big, giant thing. But here, all the veggies were, like, perfectly shredded. And they were formed into, like, these, like, patties. And the fatty was filled with, like, so much, like, plump seafood. You get, like, a plump seafood and shredded veggies in every bite. And it just tasted really good together. And then it was just, like, all, like, high-quality, like, cuts of beef, you know? And I feel like at this point... I don't really want to like go to key barbecue and just fill up on like shitty quality of meat. Like I don't mind paying like a little Agreed. extra for like nice quality of meat, especially like something like Wagyu is so rich anyway that like you feel full after like few bites anyway, right? Yeah. Um, but when I tell you, if I could like describe like each piece of meat as like soup dumpling. Like, when you bite into, like, the meat, like, the meat juice just, like, squirts out. And, like, the fresh short rib, for example, I didn't even have to chew it. Like, I just took my tongue and I, like, rolled it around and, like, the meat just, like, crumbled apart and all the, like, juice came squirting into my tongue. It was, I've never had grilled meat that juicy and that good before. And um, I really can't wait to go back. Yeah, I think I want to bring like my mom or or a friend that I really like um, that's visiting from out of town there. Well, maybe one that you're doing like a podcast with right now. A friend that I really like. Wow, wow. Is this is this because I said you needed sunscreen? I didn't say it wasn't you. I don't know why you're getting. I don't know why you're getting. Um, I don't know why you're assuming that I wouldn't take you. <laughs> Have you ever been to Coat? Coat? Um, oh, we tried to go to we tried to go that one time in Miami, but like we were too full on something on crappy sushi. Oh, Coat is like a Michelin starred Korean barbecue, right? Hmm. I think I saw that. they have one in. They have one in Miami. They, I think they, there's one in New York too, maybe. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm surprised we don't have one in LA. I'm surprised we don't have one in LA too. I said, wait, did I see one in Beverly Hills? Is there, let me, um, 
Let me use our trustworthy Google Map app. It'll tell me everything that I need to know. Maybe, maybe. Okay, I'm eating this. I'm I'm eating this uh, this Filipino spaghetti again. And maybe this was the one that we used to cook in the wok. And maybe that was only something we ever did in my house. It's weird that like some you like you have these like meals that you only that you had uh, in your childhood, and yeah. you think it's like something that people have, but then you find out like, oh no, we only did that at our house. Yeah, like what is like a food that like you thought everybody ate, but like actually wasn't? See, I have no idea. Like apparently, like I always had these uh these baked or fried chicken wings, and they would be marinated in like chicken bouillon and fish sauce and white pepper. And I didn't know until later on that that was not something that most kids in Hong Kong would eat. Mm. In our household, um, my mom used to make this dish that she called goulash, mm-hmm. but it wasn't goulash. It was um, shiokyu potatoes and like um, usually like a fattier cut of pork. And then she'll like cook it in like gochujang or some sort of like a chili paste thing. Mm. And then she'll cook it down and then we eat like eat on top of rice. Oh, that I have no good. idea why she decided to call it goulash one day. <laughs> but to us, like that was what goulash was. And then... I grew up and I when I had actual goulash and I'm like, this is um a lot different from like the goulash I grew up in. I also like had borscht as a kid, but it was like Hong Kong style borscht. And I was like the, the kind that I had was pretty common. But then when I had like real real like traditional Ukrainian borscht, um I was like, well, <laughs> what is this? Why is this chunky and made of root? Like, That's where's so the good? Oh, yeah, it is so good. But like, when you're expecting like oxtail and cabbage, but you're getting like pureed beets, like it is pretty shocking. So when I lived in Chicago, I was doing the thing where um, you pay. I think it was like twenty five dollars a week, and then you get like a box full of like shipments from like the farmers, mm-hmm. and the veggie selection would always be random. You know, like oh, like a whatever. CSA. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would always get beets. So one time I tried making my own borscht and it was really, really good. But that night, um, I peed red. Oh yeah. And I thought I was peeing blood and I like, I freaked out and I was like, but also like I was poor at the time. So I couldn't like afford to go to the hospital. I like called my friend like crying. I'm like, I'm peeing red. Like, I don't know what to do. And she's like, do you like UTI or something? Like what's going on? I was just like, it's like, what did you eat? Like, what did you drink? And I was like, all I've had today was like this Porsche that I made. And I was like, oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. It does it with the other thing too, not just pee. Yeah. So, anyways, um, don't freak out if you ever pee red. <laughs> yeah. eating a lot of peat. Okay. So, I finished the fried chicken and. I had my fill. I had my fill of spaghetti. I'm gonna have like the peach pie now. So basically, the oh, there's peach... more of the sandwich left. I only took a bite out of it. Oh, I'm too full for the sandwich. I want dessert now. Um, just so you know, like Jollibee did not sponsor this. 
this was just because I haven't had it in like over a decade. And I was just like ordering some Grubhub while I'm at Kim's house. <laughs> DoorDash, okay. sorry. It's only available. Wait, what? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Now, beautiful. <laughs> now, beautiful. It's true. So the mango peach pie looks like an apple, like an apple pie from McDonald's. Like it's that deep fried little hot pocket thing. It's such a shame that um, McDonald's doesn't fry their apple pies. I think Did they used to. Like the movie like Super Size Me. Mm-hmm. Um, they like discontinued like frying their apple pies and like started making baked apple pies. You know, in order like to, it's like, that much conscious. better. And the thing is, like, if I'm already eating an apple pie, yeah, I want to fry an apple pie. Exactly. I'm. I miss that like crunchy chewiness of it. Mm-hmm. The fact that like people would like eat an apple pie and they're like, oh, but I need to be healthy. <laughs> mm, right. Mm. You know? Oh, luckily, um, a lot of like the outer fast food like Jollibee or like Popeyes, they still fry their pies, which is great. Yeah, this is this is excellent. It's I like, like tangy a special memory sweet. like with the um fried pies too. Mm-hmm. Um my first job was at Burger King in Korea. And uh, when I was like working with the manager, um, took the order wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so we somehow ended up making thirty apple pies. Oh my god! And this is something we normally sell maybe like one a day or even two. Like people just weren't ordering like these apple pies, and I was like, if I sell all these pies, like you have to be nice to me. <laughs> the managers were like really, really mean and. Like, if they felt like you weren't, like, working fast enough, like, they'd pinch you, and, you know, I don't know, it was just... Oh, my God. It was in Korea. I don't know. Not that, like, that makes it okay, but it was a... It was a toxic place to work, but it made me a stronger person, having that as my first job. But anyways, <laughs> um, I, like, recommended apple pie to, like, every single customer that came in through the door, and I managed to sell all 30 apple pies. But it know. wasn't even a mistake that you made, though. No, but I, you know... I was just trying to prove myself that I was like good at what I did. Well, you're such a team player. Do you ever think you might work there again? Oh, at Burger King in Korea? Yeah. No, that's funny because um, after this was like when I was like in Korea for a year during my high school year. Um, we went back to Korea because of like our visit, visa issues or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had me like work like the morning shift. So then I'd have to like get there at 6 a.m. And then I'd have to prep for the breakfast and prep all veggies for the entire day while also serving breakfast customers. Just me. And then one other manager. Oh my, how old were you? I was 15. Oh. And then um, the managers would take the order. But then everything else in the kitchen, I would have to do it all by myself. I'd have to like fry up the egg, get the sausage patties ready, make bacon, and then prep all the veggies. But if all the veggies weren't like done by the time like lunch crew like came, like I would get yelled at like really, really bad. Damn. Um I I don't know why I worked there for so long. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna hold out till my birthday, because then they're gonna be give me a birthday present. And I'm gonna <laughs> take the birthday present and then like never come back. And my birthday came and I was right. They gave me a present and I was like, ha, this is for all my suffering. And I took the present and I never went back again. What What was the present? Uh, it was a gold earring. 
Oh, was it real gold? I don't know. One pure year at the time. Oh, look at you. Do you still wear earrings? No. No. I mean, like, I wear it, like, in drag, but they're all clip-ons. Oh, fancy. It's not fancy, but also, like, even queens with, like, pierced ear, you still have to, like, glue the earrings on so they stay on while you're performing. Yeah. In drag, so. But anyways, um, how did I get, like, so off track? Uh, what I was trying to say was, um, was I was extremely good at what I did. I was really good at the counter and taking people's orders, too. And yes, I sold all the apple pies, and I was really proud of myself. And that was that's the end of my apple pie story. <laughs> well done. Well done, Kim. We're proud of you. Mm-hmm. And speaking of things I'm, I'm proud with, um, this past weekend was New York Pride. It was, it was, and you DJed the Garnier booth. Uh, the Garnier or the float. float. That's right, the float. Yeah. But um, this was the parade. I legit thought I was gonna die. Why? Legit. Wait, this is a good cliffhanger. We could take a break now. Okay. <laughs> break time. We'll be right back. And we're back. <laughs> One for the table. Hi. So we had initially left on a cliffhanger. What was it that you were going to say? Okay. So, and let me tell you why I legit thought I was going to die. So obviously, like on the day before, like I have one the day where I have a gig, I don't eat like hours before because like I just don't want to be in drag and like be full. So, um, the night before the parade, I had a gig at this place called Red Eye, which is like a new club that just opened up. So I think I ate like lunch around like 2, 3 p.m. And then um, I did other stuff throughout the day and then got ready at night um, and went to the gig at 11 p.m. And then my DJ set was from midnight to 2 a.m. And then after the gig, you know, it was like so late that, you know, like, I didn't want to, like, eat so late before going to bed, right? Mm-hmm. And the next day, um, I had to be fully in drag by 10 a.m. Oh, God. So I woke up at 7 a.m. So, like, still didn't have, like, time to eat because I had to get ready. Um, Got ready by 10 a.m. and then left the house. So, I... And... I think our, like, float didn't, like, move until, like, 12 o'clock, but because we had to do, like, sound check and uh, there were some, like, issues with the equipment and stuff, um, I was just, like, standing in, like, heat, um, like bright sun the entire time. Oh, God, you must have been miserable. And, you know, I was just, like, sweating, like, profusely, like, makeup was, like, running off. And, again, like, and at this point, like, I hadn't eaten in almost, like, 24 hours. Um, and I was like trying to like drink water, just like stay hydrated, but I felt like I don't know, it wasn't like doing anything. Yeah. And then during the parade, like obviously like the like everybody in like the float, the Garnier people are amazing. Um, all the people were like great. The crowd was like really, really like excited and everybody's like you know, just happy to see like everybody there. Um yeah. all the streets were like jam packed. But it's like the parade was like happening and moving. Like, I felt so, like, weak in my leg, and I was, like, shaking. Um, oh, no. I literally felt like I was going to pass out. But because everybody was, like, cheering and, you know, having such a good time, I didn't want to be, like, 
oh, I want to sit. I'm also DJing, so you know, like, right. I can't like exactly like sit down or anything. Um. So then I just like put on like a grin. And I was just like waving at everyone and like DJing, and <laughs> I think like the equipments were like overheating at one point because it was so hot. Oh my god! And for some reason, every time I tried to play a K-pop song, all the K-pop songs would start to skip. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but luckily, um, like prayed ended just in time, mm-hmm. and then like as soon as you know we got to the part where they're telling us to like turn off all the music and the float, I was like, I have to sit down and I, like plop down and I chug like eight things of water, and then I was like, oh my god, how am I gonna get back to the hotel? Um, but luckily, um, Garney people called one of the, um, parade assistants, like, to come pick me up in a golf cart. Oh, nice. And he tried to, like, take me down, like, on the road where it was, like, all blocked off, so it would be, like, just, like, an easy straight shot back. Yeah. But then, for some reason, the police wouldn't, like, let us through, even though, like, these people were, like, part of, like, the parade committee. Mm-hmm. So then they had us take this golf cart onto the street where the cars are driving. And, you know, like... Wait, you were... Dr- yeah, that's like, wild. And like cab drivers, they're like fucking aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> so we were on this like golf cart going like 20 miles an hour and all these guys were like honking. <laughs> and then all the streets were like blocked off too so we couldn't like turn like anywhere. We were just going straight down on whatever street we were on and the whole time I thought I was going to get like hit by a car. But somehow I made it back to the hotel in one piece. And then as soon as I got back to the hotel, I chugged, like, five more things of water. And then I, like, passed out. I was supposed to, like, go to, like, a party and, like, a comedy show that night. But I passed out for, like, a good eight hours after that. Because I think wow. from, like, all the heat and exhaustion. Yeah, I can't imagine. That is rough. And the fact that they didn't give you, like, I don't know, like, any kind of shade. if you Just by making no, you, I mean, like, stay out there. Like, everyone else is fine. But everyone else is, like, you know, standing and dancing and, like, having a right. good time. You know, I'm pretty sure, like, I don't think anyone's, like, expecting me to, like, overheat, you know? Yeah, true, 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 true. And I'm, I know I, but also I didn't want to voice it either because then I didn't want to seem like I was, like, a diva either, right. you know? Right, right. So I was like, well, just, like, fight through it, fight through it. I'm glad you did not pass out on the Garnier float and fall off and your head or something like i've always thought it was like so dramatic when people are like oh i'm gonna pass up for the first time in my life i felt that way but um i'm very happy um that garnier chose me to like dj for them and then like be on their float all the staff were like super nice and super professional did you have anything good to eat while you were in new york i went to this restaurant called bad roman oh i've heard of that i've heard of this restaurant um Hardest restaurant to get like a reservation, but my friend managed to get a reservation there. Uh uh-uh. and was it good? It was good. Um it was like um one of those like, you know, trendy Italian place where, you know, like nothing is bad. Mm-hmm. Would I like wait months to get a reservation there? I'm not quite sure. What is your take on Italian food? Oh uh, no, I love Italian food. I think it's wonderful. But um I I think like parts of it may be like kind of like Asian cuisine where you know like Italian food can be like very regional too you know yeah for sure very like different like per region and then there's like American Italian which is like a different beast too Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, I love Italian food. But I just think that um, I end up going to Italian restaurants way more than I'd like to. Because okay. when you hang out with... No, no, but like... When you hang out with like a lot of people who are picky eaters or people who um, like have like a taste palette that like don't really tolerate like much anything else. I feel like I always end up like defaulting to like choosing Italian when I'm like going out with people to eat that aren't mm-hmm. like foodie friends. Uh, because it, I guess it is, it, it's a very like, it's safe. Mm-hmm. It, it's safe for people who are not adventurous, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which means like, it's not as exciting, I, I suppose. Yeah. You know, again, like I've had like amazing Italian food, you know, and it, it yeah, can be yeah, so yeah. good. But here's a place with like pepperoni pizza with hot honey. Oh, here's a Brenzino <laughs> and like a lemon butter sauce. Oh, we make our own pasta in the house. And I'm like, I'm not impressed by like homemade pasta anymore. Like, yeah. You know, like I go to an Asian restaurant where they like homemade, like they make like homemade noodles, you know, it's just yeah. the equivalent. Like, yuppie do. You did the bare minimum for a restaurant. You made your own pasta. You know what? The The whole homemade pasta and the homemade, like, you know, I feel like that that should be a given. I think. Everyone should be charging the appropriate amount for for that kind of because it's labor intensive. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't find be, coming from a person who eats a lot of freshly made noodles and handmade dumplings and stuff like that. Like acting like handmade pasta and like Italian dumplings like ravioli are such an amazing thing. Like I don't I don't get it. Yeah, when people are like. Oh, this restaurant makes your own pasta in the house. And it's like, well, considering the fact that they're charging 30 bucks for a plate of like starch, they better be making their own homemade <laughs> pasta. It's true. It's true. It's fucking funny. Oh my God. So, Bad Roman was fine then, I guess. Yeah, no, I had a great time and service was great. Um, everything I ate was great. But it was just, you know, like, Safe, like I like. It almost feels like it was like a bit like overhyped in a way. I think you that's know? a lot of restaurants like in New the York. The hardest restaurant in Manhattan to get a reservation. Yeah, but that was Carbone too, wasn't it? Mm, I mean, I've never been to Carbone. I mean, Carbone was first time I had it was really good. Um, but that was before TikTok. That's like the one with like the ooh spicy rigatoni pasta. Yeah. And when you sit down, they greet your table with a basket of bread and mozzarella cheese. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, mozzarella cheese. Never had that before. (laughs) So cool. So impressed. (laughs) You know, I do appreciate free bread, but you know what? I also don't mind that if you charge me for bread. I don't know if it's just like. I would rather you charge me for good bread than give me free bad bread. Exactly. 100%. The bread that you charge me for... a little bit like out of touch because I can mm, afford to like buy bread now at restaurants? Yes, I guess. Maybe. I I mean, like, I there are places that you go to for unlimited Mm -hmm. bread and unlimited breadsticks and all of that good stuff. And like pizza bread is amazing too. But like... Mm -hmm. I don't know, like the free bread at restaurants 
that's just like the machine-made stuff that's not very good. That's just supposed to be there for filler with the that comes with the butter that's too cold. Like or like a packet of butter that's cold. <laughs> you can't even like butter your rolls properly. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, like it, the ones that you end up just making into like a butter sandwich because it's easier than spreading mm-hmm. on that like cold ass stale bread. But no, like as a person who really loves bread, I would rather pay and have like bread that I want to eat instead of bread that's just put in front of me that I eat out of habit. Yes, like when you order bread and server brings you the warm loaf of bread and you knock on it and you hear tink tink and then you rip it open and on the crutch outside you see a little chewy inside as like mm. it comes out of like the bread. Oh, that's t- and you take that butter and the butter just melts into the bread. Creating this like glistening, shiny outside. And then as you bite into it, there's a bit of like a chew and a bounce in your teeth. And mm. then it's like the butter like melts away. And the soft, chewy, fluffy bread just creates this like harmony. And if it's like a sourdough, there's like a little bit of like, that sour aftertaste that just gets your like appetite going even more. That was pornographic. Mm, like that's like a type of bread service I want. That's like if I'm gonna <laughs> eat bread at a restaurant and fill up on bread, that is the bread service that I'm. That was like for. that was like Fifty Shades of Bread. That was that was very nice. That was great. Did you ever see the TikTok of the, like the bagel people on TikTok? The one where he slaps that bagel and just rips it open, and it's just like mm-hmm. tons of steam comes out. That was porn. Oh my God, the way he just smacked that bagel like it was a butt and then ripped it open and steam came out like it was a nut, but something, but also For some reason, on my TikTok, I keep getting a TikTok shown from this guy who asked um, the bagel place to put on a pound of cream cheese, Oh, which like it's fine. You know, if you like a lot of cream cheese in your bagel, like that's fine. But then he yells at the staff. Respect the schmear. You got to respect the schmear. And I'm I, like, I'm like, sir, these people are just like, doing their job. Away, just trying to like do their job. Like, stop yelling. Stop yelling at your catch. Like, stop yelling your catchphrase at them. I People who abuse service folks for content are the mm-hmm. fucking worst. I, it makes me so mad. And it's not even it's just like, like them, but, <laughs> but no, I mean, like, it's like, whatever, like, Nobody's paid enough mm-hmm, to, to like your shit to deal with your shit to like have to you're trying to monetize off of exactly like he's gonna like what make if 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 it gets seen by like thirty million people or whatnot he's gonna make a couple grand off of somebody else's like confusion and minimum wage pain it's like when you go to like when people go and do these pranks at like Walmart and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to, I'm going to seem like, seem like such a freaking Karen, but like somebody has to clean that up. And like, that's bullshit that it's like the person that's barely getting by. And meanwhile, you're videotaping it and probably making tons more money off of somebody else's labor. It's just, I mean, like a fun prank is like telling your mom, like her favorite celebrity died. And then you like film her like quick reaction or going like, no. That would be like, something you thought would be funny. That's like a funny prank, you know? 
<laughs> or have you ever seen those um killer clown plank? Or oh my, that was a tongue twister. Oh, killer yeah. clown pranks. The ones where the people in clown, like they're in like parking lots and stuff like that, and they run after yeah, people. And then, like a clown, like smashes like this dummy that looks like a human, <laughs> and it like squirts blood everywhere. Yeah. And then they like the people see it, and then the clown like looks at the people and starts to move toward. Okay, so. Yeah. Actually terrifying if that were me in that situation, but uh-huh. like that that that's that is kind of funny. That is kind of funny. I think I think okay, it's really funny. It's really funny. That can also, never happen here though, because somebody no. would get shot. It's probably like in like Europe or something. Yeah. And also, um, the prank. Do you see? It? There's this one guy. Like he, I think, drives a truck or something. And he wears um, Mike Myers mask. Oh no! And then he always like hangs at people. And when people like look at him, see this Mike Myers, like they like freak out. <laughs> and oh, his no. um, TikTok is literally just like compilation of like these, like him scaring people. I also like it when parents trick their kids. <gasps> like, honey, I all your Halloween kids. Candy. Yeah. Or like, you give them like an X. Ex- they open a present and it's like an Xbox box but then inside it socks oh yeah traumatizing yeah but jimmy kimmel's because i eat all your halloween candy like videos every year it's the reason why i stay alive year after year (laughs) like i look forward to those videos so much (laughs) you don't understand how much i love those videos do you just like to see kids in pain I just like love to see like how different kids react. Like some kids are like, it's okay, but I still love you, mommy. And then some kids like they start like punching their parents. It's true. Some of them do. And the kids and you wonder like the kids that, that do that, like what do the parents let you get away with? Right. But then also like I don't know. Sometimes like you could be the like best friend in the world, but you could give birth to like the worst, the worst child in the world. It's true. It's true. Sometimes, sometimes you just like don't have control over like how evil your child is. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. What did you ever go trick or treating? So this is thing. I went to elementary school in Korea mm-hmm. where there's no trick or treating culture. Mm-hmm. And I always see like trick or treating in like you know like American TV shows and movies and things like that. And because, you know, like I grew up like dirt poor and poverty and because my mom is Asian and she doesn't believe in sweet things, we never had candy around the house. Oh, damn. So when I came here, I made sure to take my ass trick-or-treating every Halloween until my senior year in high school. (laughs) And lots of times people would be like, you're too old to trick-or-treat. I did not give a fuck. I was deprived of this in my childhood. I was deprived of candy. I was going to get what I was owed. How tall were you by the time you were a senior? Oh, pretty tall. Because <laughs> you're like 6'2", 6'3", now. But you know what the trick is? What? You find a friend uh-huh. with a little brother or a sister. <laughs> okay. And then you take them trick-or-treating. But you have a pillowcase with you, too. <laughs> or like a basket. I always bring a pillowcase because you can get more candies in it. So then as your friend's brother is going around collecting candy, you just get candy with him. <laughs> so it looks like you're just babysitting. And there you have it, folks. Kimchi. 
likes to watch kids in pain and likes to exploit them too for candy. I'm not exploiting the kids. I'm exploiting um, the parents, especially um, where I grew up. Um, which is mostly like upper middle class, like white people. Oh, and so, you know, reparations. <laughs> nice. And then I bring the candy home. I pour it all out and I'd inspect it um, to make sure, you know, like no one stuck like a needle or anything in the candies, you know, because that was like a thing you did. It's, did you think that, do you think that actually happens? Supposedly it's, that's never happened. Knock on wood. It doesn't ever happen. Yeah. But I mean, you know, just for your own sanity, it's just better to check, you know? True. True. And sometimes when people give you a full size candy bar, Oh, you felt like you were bawling. You were like yeah. out of the world. And if they give you raisins, like, like I hope they live up. Like I hope they like meet like a terrible, like painful demise because um that is just mean, rude, and unnecessary. And then of course you go to the one house, and it turns out a dentist lives there, and they give you like floss. Oh, I've never um, hit up a dentist, unfortunately. Yeah. I remember I've probably hit up a dentist before because I would get sometimes find tooth toothbrushes and and dental floss in my bag. Oh, the weirdest thing I've ever gotten was a plastic container of pork floss. That is amazing. Family and I said trick or treating, and then they were like discussing amongst each other because I don't think they knew like what trick or treating was. Yeah. Um. And then they gave me a container of pork floss, but that I've is... never seen pork floss in my life ever. Yeah. And I didn't know how to eat it or how to consume it. And when I opened it, it was like meaty, but like sweet. And it was like, and it was like a texture and a flavor that I've never come across before. Uh, so my parents told me to like throw it out. Oh, uh, well, you would have done something different with it now, but that is so funny. <laughs> I can just picture like this. Chinese family <laughs> with these trick or treaters, just giving them, giving what people everything they had in their house because yeah. they didn't know what was going on. Like they probably started with like maybe the Chinese New Year candy that they had left over, mm-hmm. maybe some like candy dried lotus root. Some really confused Ogama's kid <laughs> is like, like wondering what the white rabbit candy. They gave him a lucky cat. Gold lucky cat statue or something, or like the um, the <laughs> coconut candy. Um, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, how desperate do you think they had to be before they started giving away pork floss? This is like towards like the end of the night, so I think they had run out of everything else, and the pork floss was all they had. <laughs> I wish I could have been been at that house, but I feel like the most common thing was people would just get you know like. The fun size bag, and they'll just give you like a handful of like bite size, like Snickers, Twix, like mm-hmm. Reese's peanut butter cups, or whatever. Um, which is fine, you know, all of those are great. Mm. What was your favorite candy? Snickers. Um, at that time, Snickers and Reese's peanut butter cups. Nice. I never understood. Um, it was Three Musketeers and Milky Way at the mm-hmm. time. Because it was just like squishy and... I liked Milky Ways. Not nutty. I, I like the like Milky Way darks. I also used to hate Butterfingers because they'll get stuck in my teeth. Oh, but I love them now. But now I appreciate the flavor of Butterfingers a lot. Yeah. I just wish I knew how to like appreciate it more back then. Yeah. 
But also, you know what my favorite candy nowadays is? What? I feel so old for even like saying this. Worders. <laughs> Worders? Yes. The the old the literal the old literal candy of old people. The butterscotch. But, yeah. <laughs> okay, it is it is like old people candy, but have you when was the last time you've had Worders? I don't know. I don't know. I think I might have like taking it out of like Maybe like an Uber driver had it in a dish or something as like a extra customer service thing once. Okay, I want you to try Worders again because when you try it as an adult, mm-hmm. you will realize actually how good of a candy Worders are. Like the butterscotch is very satisfying. It is very buttery and like perfectly <laughs> toasted and like sweet. Well, damn. And then okay. They have like caramel apple filled ones that are really good. And they also have like soft, chewy worders that are really good. Yeah, I just like never appreciated like butterscotch as a kid, but now like. Yeah, butterscotch, it does have that like salty, sweet itch, doesn't it? It Mm -hmm. scratches both itches. Mm, I get it. But try worders next time you come across one. Okay. What was your favorite candy? Halloween candy. My favorite candy when I was. Trick or treating were probably the, um, ooh 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 the lollipops the tootsie pops I loved me a tootsie Ew. pop. What? Tootsie pops really? Yeah. Tootsie rolls and tootsie pops. Not tootsie rolls, just the tootsie pops. Tootsie rolls after you like lick them, there's always like air bubble in them, so it gets really sharp and it always cuts up your tongue. Yeah, I kind of I don't know why, but I liked that. And then also, like, the stick gets soggy somehow, and the paper, like, comes, like, undone. Well, I, I like the ones that, that started off as, like, cherry or strawberry flavored, and then it would get into the Tootsie Roll. But I also like the ones that were just straight-up Tootsie Rolled flavor, like the chocolate on chocolate. Like, I like those, too. And I like things that were—I like the textural difference. Like, when you, when you suck down the lollipop part enough— that mm. if you just bit into it, it was almost it would shatter into a Tootsie Pop and it was like crunchy and then chewy. Um, yeah, I think I was just like a texture fiend for that for that kind of thing. I also liked any like malt flavored candy. Mm, like Whopper? Maltesers. I like Maltesers better than Whoppers. Whoppers taste really oh, artificial. Whoppers are so to me. good though. They're like airy and like it's just like milky and just like melting. Oh, they're the same. Maltesers and Whoppers are are the exact same texture. Maltesers just taste more malty. Mm. At least um, Tootsie Pop is better than Dum Dums. Anybody that gives Dum Dums for Halloween, you also have like a special place in hell for you. <laughs> I don't know anybody who like, who, uh, who I'm not going to say it like that, but like, I can't imagine craving Dum Dums. Also like, when you go to buy Halloween candies, yeah. And you know, the grocery stores always have so many specials and so many variety of all those candies on the shelf. You think kids are going to want dum dums. I feel like dum dums are candy for people who are trying to quit smoking. Dum dums are for candies for counselors where they just buy in bulk and then they just fill up like their desk, like candy jars. Yeah. So then random kids will just take them, like, you know, during school when they come and see the counselor. But yeah, they're they are just more like decoration yeah. or desk convenience. 
Maybe that's the maybe that's their appeal. It's like they're not good enough that the person that actually has them on their desks wants to eat them. But if you're like a visitor, you're like, oh, one won't hurt. But then if it was in my house, it's like, well, I'd never eat that. So I just don't understand who's keeping dum dums in business. Like, <laughs> I think they're still in operation. They are. Oh my god! Wow, that like, is a very nice website. That is a lot nicer of a website than you'd expect oh Dum Dums to have. On Dum Dums Original Mix, Tropical Mix, Super Treats Mix, Heart Pops, Bunny Pops, Color Party, Candy Cane. Dum Dums put more money into their website than into their original recipe. Oh my god, they have a store locator. Who's going to the website and like using a store locator to find Dum Dums? Who's thinking on Dum Dums? You are so upset. <laughs> Are you? Did you find a store? Where's this closest store? Oh, let me look it up. Should we go? Oh my god! I cannot believe they have a store locator. Oh my god! There's so many stores around my house. Has them. <laughs> they all carry dum dums. Who's buying dum dums in LA? What are? What is this like subculture of people that's like keeping dum dums on shelves and like in business? Oh my god. Ralph, EVS Pharmacy, Rite Aid, Target, Walgreens, like food for less, all the major like Well, maybe that's the thing. Like they they that's they just they sell to major retailers. But who is buying dum dums? When was the last time anybody bought dum dums? I honestly I couldn't tell you. Like I agree. Just maybe not to that extent. <laughs> This almost makes me mad. Like, where is the customer base for Dum Dums coming from? <laughs> like, what? Oh my god! So also, you know this is really random. But um, speaking of like old people, like um, you know those like Scottish shortbread? Yes. Oh, what are they called? Is it Walkers? No. I don't know. I I know the shortbread and I know it's delicious. Well, I I like the what's what it called? Like thousand dollar or or Oh, it is called Walkers. Walkers shortbread. Oh. Okay. Um I've always loved those since I was young. Because um they're very buttery. I think I just really yeah. like butter. I yeah, think. you really do like butter. Oh, butter. Where is butter? Yeah, that's why my dog is named Butter. Yeah, Walker yeah. shortbread, one of my favorite. <laughs> On that note, that is our time today. And also, if you're one of the listeners um, that buys Dum Dums, please message us and let us know why. <laughs> I'm I'm genuinely curious. I like genuinely want to know. She is aggressively curious. Well, that was our podcast for today. If you like what you saw, subscribe, like, <laughs> <laughs> share. <laughs> And don't be a hater. We don't like haters. Only people that can hate is us. (laughs) Good night, everybody.